0: Are we Are we live? We are live. Jay Gillespie, welcome to the Loose Sports Show, the number one sports show. Definitely in Australia, but one day planet Earth. Uh <laughs> happy new year, Merry Christmas, all that kind of shit. How the hell are you? All the good you?
1: stuff. All the good stuff. Yep. Yeah, very well, mate. Same to you. Um I'm all right. I've been on I've been up your sort of oh, a little bit further than you, the near the Douglases uh hangout in the Holloways, uh up Evans Head for well you're over a week now so i'm just a spectacular
0: part of the world isn't it
1: it's great yeah i'm getting used to. i'm pretty much like i'm a local now um so you know walk around bare feet fish fish for your meals that sort of thing that's just me it's life
0: mate uh hunter gatherer gillespie uh before i forget if you're listening on youtube please like this video apparently it helps with the algorithm i've been doing a lot of research on the shit jed Subscribe, follow us both on Instagram, Facebook, and tell someone about it. We're going to do this every week. Hopefully, schedule's permitting. Now, a couple of things to kick us off with and a couple of big moments for both of us. Um, you were recognized in public for the first time. Do you want to talk about that? Because that's, you know, we're only a small show at the moment. We will be big eventually. But you've, you've been recognized in public for the first time.
1: Yeah. Oh, chat
0: I went to... um. I
1: went to one of Australia's greatest bands, uh, Thirsty Burke. we playing at the Yamba Bowling Club.
0: Oh, unreal uh, band. Unreal. It <laughs> they've come pretty... a long way, haven't they?
1: Yeah. I mean, they were playing the, probably at the SCG in 2005, and now they're playing Yamba <laughs> Bowling Club. Uh, but shout out to Mr. Clancy from Colleagues. Uh, big fan of the show. Enjoyed the stories. Um, anyway, I had a yarn with him for a while. And, um he was looking forward. I just sort of told him we were going to cover the shoot shield each team and sort of go through that side. But, uh, he was he was a big fan. So Mate, know, that's he very. Good he
0: was a good man. That's very that's very cool. And for me, uh, as you'd know, I've been hustling doing this social media thing for a few years now, and very slow. LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Facebook, kind of the uh, the OGs of the social media network. Bit of Twitter. So I've been hustling away on that. And maybe a couple of months ago, I thought, you know what? If you're in media, you probably should be on all media. So I got a TikTok uh, channel, whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. I put no effort into it. And I posted just a few memes and stupid shit that I would post on Instagram. And then, and I wouldn't even look at it, I didn't scroll through it or anything. Then, then maybe just before Christmas, I posted a meme about Bert Kreisler. Oh, no, no. Big crusher, big
1: crusher, big crusher. Talking
0: about how much he loved drinking piss, and then all of a sudden it had like three hundred thousand views, and I went from fourteen subscribers to a thousand in a day. And then I posted a few more. I thought, "Fuck, there's something to this TikTok thing." So I posted a few more memes, another video. Um, it was you know the the scene from War Dogs where I can't remember the guy's name, but he goes, um, "Did you?" Did you kill my driver and he goes I'm not a bad man but sometimes I have to ask myself what would a bad man do Yeah and the cap- the caption was is when you when you crack your first beer at 10am and that got 200,000 300,000 views so I got so I nearly got went to 2000 followers in like 2 weeks whereas in on Instagram I've been grinding putting out good stuff and nobody gives a fuck yeah, Well that's not true some people give a fuck but it's not as do.
1: You know, No, it's uh, the the TikTok world is uh basically from what I can te- from what you're telling me is we're gonna just be doing dances from now on, shirtless well,
0: dances. Well, that's that's mate, the, that's the thing. I've been having this chat with a few people lately, and it's <laughs> wait, there's so much shit on there. Well, look, I, I feel like if some of the hot chicks on there can take off, then you and I can take off. Mm, uh, mm, it seems logical to me, but 100%. that's the thing. Like, what's the balance between doing what you want? Like, like I've got a podcast with DC coming out Wednesday. So mm-hmm. doing stuff that you want and then doing what people like, because some, for some reason, the, the stupid shit seems to be the shit that pops off a little bit. And if you're in this world, you kind of have the balance between doing what you want and doing what people like. Yeah. Look, I think
1: we need to get, I, 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 I agree with you, but I, I don't know how it works. So I think we've got to go straight to Zuckerberg. Um, <laughs>
0: He's a fan of him, the show.
1: Just get him on. We should get him on. I know you've got some, actually, some fucking great guests coming up um, that I'm looking forward to. But I think Zuckerberg should be third.
0: I don't. I don't know if he. Like I, I got this thing. Uh, have you heard the two, the two beers and the puppy test? No. So, so, so you got it. So, it's judging a person, you, you you judge them off two things. So, if if you'd have two beers with them, and you'd let them look after your dog, that's a yes and a yes. So if, if it's if it's a no and a no, then they're not to be trusted. Yeah, and if it's a, the... if it's a yes and a no, it's to be cautious with them. And if it's a yes and a yes, they're an awesome person. Something okay. like that. I've so never I, heard I don't of know. That. Yeah, I, I only heard about it the other day, but I'm not. I'm not sure Zuckerberg's a yes and a yes.
1: I don't know if he drinks, and I think he is an alien, so he might eat your puppy. But <laughs> I mean, you don't have. You don't have a puppy.
0: Not yet. Not yet. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> no. I think, uh, oh, by the way, I just, uh, I suppose the most recent rugby news.
0: Yes, bring it up. Uh, I was about to.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a Fergo uh, in Japan. Um, so, for anyone who doesn't know, but I'm sure just recapping Fergo. Uh, I think you would believe, according to the news, he assaulted someone and then they found uh, some cocaine on him. Allegedly, uh, allegedly. Well, no, I don't think it's alleged. Well, according to the news, so sue We, we, um,
0: we got to say allegedly.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, allegedly. <laughs> um, so that's not very good. Uh, allegedly, that's bad. Uh, the previous guys who I can't remember their names, but they were caught uh, with some cocaine over there. Their whole team got pulled out of the comp for the year. Sort of just look and it's, I believe it's pulled out by the owners as well. It's not. It's not a. Um, the league doesn't lock you out it's pulled out by the guy like the the team just out of shame pulls themselves out so i sincerely hope that the team isn't pulled out um because i know a few guys on that team and i you know that would suck for them you know the um... one it's the ultimate team it's the ultimate team attitude though isn't it so it's it's the actions of one guy so if one guy out of your 35 does something uh, your whole team doesn't play in the comp so you know it's
0: it's serious stuff Yeah, look, uh, I grew up in Hong Kong, as you know, and I spent a lot of time in Asia, various different places, and um, you know, drugs are, to put it mildly, incredibly frowned upon in that culture and society. And like, I I don't think, like, it it happens. It's going to happen, and I'd, I'd be surprised if more people aren't doing it. But it's a very, very bad. Uh, look, I, I hope he's okay because I, I know the the Asian people. I'm not sure if Japan's as bad as China. If it was China, he'd he'd be in a, a lot of trouble. He'd be in an absolute world of pain. But or Thailand or Korea or you know Philippines or anywhere like that, he'd be in an absolute world of pain. But yeah, I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. It's a bad it's a bad look for him, definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, he's at the company I used to work for. Um, and it's certainly not something that they were looking I mean, yeah, I was looking forward to seeing him, but I've got to be honest as well. There was an element of um, curiosity, you know, yeah, curiosity. But he, I mean, Marika's gone over there. I know what, like, we all I think we all know what Marika will do.
0: He's at NEC, um, yeah. Uh,
1: Virgo's at NEC, is at Panasonic. Um, and like, we all know what Marika's going to do over there. Like, he's really, really good at football, so he's just going to do the same stuff. Um, and he's a hard worker, and he goes to the bed early, and he eats his oatmeal. So we'll, he'll be fine. But I was sort of looking for, forward to see what Virgo was going to do on the field. So um, pretty disappointing. I don't know what will happen. Um, you know, I think ideally for him, he gets out. He, he'll his contract will be gone. He's got
0: to get out of the country, really. I suppose. Well, yeah, there'll be legal, there'll be legal issues there as well. So he's gonna, he's gonna look. To put it mildly, he is in a spot of bother, and I hope he's okay. But, um, yeah, I think, as you said previously, there's been a couple of incidents highly publicized and the teams. Um, they take that shit seriously over there. It's not a slap on the wrist like it is here. Absolutely, man. Oh, it's, yeah,
1: it's it, – look, it, yeah, that's it. I think one of the things when you go to Japan and, uh, is, like, I don't know, we've got a lot of guys for friends who have been to Japan they're not really about that life, really. I mean, by the time most people get to Japan, it's about the, it's about the, it's you're there, you're there for the money, and you're there to play, and you've probably got a family. You're probably later in your career as well, so it's probably not, it's not as big a risk. Um, but yeah, you basically just can't go anywhere near drugs. Effectively, that's one thing you can't do. I think you could probably drink as much as you like as long as you're a trainee. Absolutely, um, but you just can't do drugs.
0: That's it. The Japs, uh, the Asians do like drinking. It's, uh, yeah, it's funny when yeah, you though, when, you, a, f- when yeah, you first go to Hong culture. Kong. Yeah. Oh, it's a- Asia in general, but you, you go to Hong Kong and uh, apparently Japan's the same. And you 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 get a taxi into the red light district and you just see, uh, you know, the locals vomiting in a side street and because yeah. <laughs> they love it, but there's something about it that they just can't handle. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think it's the gen- genetic. It's a genetic thing. I think. Yeah, I no, I know,
1: I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, so look, that will be interesting to see how it plays out. But I, you'd hope it sort of plays out. I, I personally hope the team gets to play. That's all. That's the best outcome from that.
0: Is that the team Rob Taylor went to? The Sydney Uni coach? Yeah, because I, I think because uh,
1: Checker, Checker's is there, isn't Checker's there? I, I, nah, the he went with, I
0: I'm pretty sure he went with Rob. Rob Taylor. I think Rob Taylor, the Uni coach, is well. Over they put there. a bit
1: of money into it. Like Shibasaki from the Knights is there. Virgo's there. Checker would have cost a fortune, I presume, to be the guy on there. Hundred percent. So, and then he'd be director.
0: He'd be director of rugby. He would not be going for nothing. Absolutely. Yeah, good point. And it even it goes to show you, like in the coaching world, right? Like, Checker's a very divisive character, rightly or wrongly. I've never had anything to do with him, so I don't know. But you can't argue with the fact that he won a Super Rugby title. I think he won the European the Heineken Cup, didn't he? Mm. Mm. and he he's, he did well he did well in the pro fourteen I think it was pro fourteen correct me if i 'm wrong then he he took the wallabies to a World Cup final and then uh, the following couple of years were pretty average years if my memory serves me right but he 's often seen as someone that was a failure at the wallaby level and as a coach and I'm going, uh, maybe, yeah. like in yeah, the- i 'm going maybe
1: i't yeah i don 't think so i mean I think the us making that World Cup final was very helpful. I, like all those runs were on the board, um, but we beat Scotland in that sort of almost a robbery game. Um, and then like to make the final, in many ways, I've made his tenure good, you know, but he's a hit and run coach. Like we've spoken about this before. He's one of those guys who comes in, swears a lot, yells at people, they have a reaction, and then you get like the benefits of that reaction in the next year. So, like, yeah. the, his turnaround the TARS was really quick. Like, and they had a good squad in fairness. Like, if he you had, a great, back, he had now,
0: a great group, the timing was immaculate for him, I think. Oh,
1: yeah. If you look back now, you just go, Holy hell, how did how are all those guys in the same team? Um, but you know, he, I remember when he was there, you know, he, he came in, he yelled at people, you know, pulled Will Skelton in from academy, like it was sort of that guy who you were like, oh, wow, like, I'm going to... I'm either scared or I'm angry or I'm something, but I'm going to perform. Um, but it doesn't last forever. And like we've spoken about that before, you can only get, like, called, called you know, dickhead, like, so many times, where when you go, okay, yeah, I'm going to change, I'm going to change, I'm going to change. And then by season three, you're like, it's the same trick. So, you know, I know some of our friends who are in that squad sort of got... were sort of over it by the, by the third year. But it's very, it, you know, it's very effective.
0: It's, um, have you read uh, Eddie jo- any of Eddie Jones' books?
1: No, my family, we hate Eddie Jones. My dad used to play against him and fight him. So uh, I refuse look, to I'd... talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I
0: I have a lot of people I respect that dislike him immensely. Um, but I, I quite like the way he talks. And I, some of his stuff's very interesting. And, you know, as you said, he was a bit of a fuckwit back in the day. And um, I remember the Wallabies were training at Coffs Harbour, when he was the Wallaby coach there, and I was living there at the time, and and you could go and watch sessions. And I s- specifically remember him calling Matt Dunning a fat cunt at the. Oops, sorry for swearing at the top of his voice. Um, you know, and there's little kids around. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it, apparently he's changed his ways significantly, which you have to with today. Yeah. Didn't he, uh, but didn't he have a heart attack? Yeah, he had a stroke.
1: Yeah, I think it, yeah, anyway. They, but yeah, they, yeah, look, actually, fun fact: Matt Dunning actually wasn't fat. He had very low skinnies. Um, if you, those who were sort of in and around the time, he had he had low skin faults, which I found hard to believe, but he actually just had this barrel. I don't know how. Is,
0: have you ever had beers with him? Oh, well, of course I know you him.
1: I know him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a lovely guy. He's so skinny now, by the way. He's so He's shredded.
0: A- he MCs the South Lunch because um, South have got a huge lunch, and he uh, not MCs like, no, he does. He MCs it, and uh, he's a character too. He's a yeah, fucking yeah. fight. Fo- he's a fighter sure, though. Now, yeah, but remember that photo? I remember listening to him talk about it. He, he had this photo of him playing club rugby league, and it just looked terrible. And he's like, "Fuck that!" So he only ate one meal a day for like the next six months, and just dropped it all. I'm gonna. Yeah, I wish so I could do that. Yeah,
1: I was thinking like he's sort of what everyone says they're going to do when they retire. He actually did it, particularly Absolutely. from the front row. Like, I don't need to carry this weight anymore. I'm gonna drop it. Yeah,
0: I, I, <laughs> I need to do that. It. I've I put on. I've put it. on. I've really been enjoying the last two weeks because I'm like looking ahead at 2022 and I'm going, "Fuck, it's going to be a big year, man." Particularly for Shoot Shield guys, I think we've got one weekend off.
1: Yeah, that that's the the schedule's fucking is is serious. It's yeah. a serious schedule. So, like, How, when when, like, when do you
0: guys start back? Oh,
1: it's a tough one with bloody amateur football, but I I believe probably Feb. Okay. So, like, oh, I I think so. I think.
0: I so you're not having any sessions in January,
1: mate. I I could be wrong here. I could be wrong here. Oh, It could be late Jan, but it's you know they get a fairly good break.
0: Mm. But I, yeah, maybe
1: maybe late Jan. You're right.
0: It's, um, it's an interesting – so we start next week, I think. But it's going to be an interesting one because, like, last year, what did we end up playing, like, eight games, seven games? The, the year before was, like, nine, ten games. Um, you guys would have played more because you made the finals. And this year we've got 18 round games plus four trials. And then if you make the finals, there's more games on top of that. And from what I was saying, there's one weekend off over the whole period. Mm. So, so it's going to be very, very interesting to see the back half of the year who's still standing, because you got to take into account the um, the C word situation, which has been rearing its ugly head.
1: That's that's a, yeah. I mean, the, 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 not the problem. I suppose I'm a glass half an empty guy, but I'm looking at it right now and like, don't laugh when I say that. You fuck. Um, I just love that I'm saying lo- so much. <laughs> well, so does my mum. But I'm looking at the. I'm looking at it right now, and uh, like, oh sorry, when I, when work was finishing, and like close contact can't come to work. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, but then you know, extrapolate that two weeks. We're we're living where we are now, which effectively everyone has it, or everyone knows someone who has it, or everyone's currently getting tested. What? How the fuck? How the fuck are we gonna? How how's it gonna work?
0: Uh, I have no idea. And I, I'm trying yeah, to
1: I, cast it from my mind. I'm trying to cast it from my mind yeah. and just be like. It'll happen, um, but effectively, unless they just go, we don't care anymore, because they have to go, we don't care anymore. If they're tracking, I feel like anything, that's kind of
0: yeah. I feel like that's kind of what's happened. Like they might yeah, know, not, but they're not saying time, that. Like,
1: if you got COVID right now, you're not going back to task training. That's right. So, and like Lord knows, we don't have the sort of money the tasks have to be bubbling people and telling people what
0: they can and can't do with their lives. So, well, yeah. well, and, and it's like imagine telling a twenty-two-year-old. Look, boys, uh, I know you're not really getting paid any money to be here, but we've got to stay out of nightclubs. We've got to stay away from concerts. You know, we've got to stay in our little bubble so that we got a chance of winning the shoot shield
1: for twenty-two weeks.
0: Yeah, it's not impossible. It's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, and you can't like it's not going to happen. So it, we really the the dam wall needs to break for everyone to be sweet. Yeah,
0: like, we all just need to not care it's yeah it's 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 funny isn't it like i I, i've been a little apprehensive since i've been back in sydney and i like i know i know 40 50 people who have it right now COVID. yeah so it is it is inevitable that it's going to happen and i'm still only one person that i've spoken to was really sick the rest of us all all mild symptoms like i think even Locke locke has got it in ireland at the moment and he said he didn't he doesn't feel anything um, you look fucking huge by the way. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I think it's <laughs> the angle squ- <laughs> shrugs just been struggling. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And I think teams are going to go into the start of the season, potentially a little underdone. Um, but I've, I figure with 18 20 games, you can you got time to build into it. What, uh, yeah, um,
1: I'm, I'm happy to go in underdone. Yeah, go on.
0: Yeah, well, that that's right. You, you got. Just say you're slightly underdone. The first four weeks, you're still working pretty hard, and then start to build into the season or eight weeks or whatever you guys do. Um, How is it going to work for you guys? Twice a week, three times a week? Um,
1: Yeah, it's a good it's a good point actually because it's something that's come up. Um, Basically, like guys, uh, traditionally at Eastwood, like when I started, it was an older crowd, so it was twice a week, and like if if anyone suggested three times a week. Like the, the, old, the older guys at the time, yeah, who were very good footballers, like, um, like Hugh Parrott and like those guys would just be like, nah. Um, and in fairness to them, that they didn't need it. Um, but like at the time, I would have done it happily. Like, quite, Lord knows, I had nothing else to. Do. Um, we're yes. we're three we're three times a week now. Um, and that sort of came with the changeover of ages, um, and the comp turning into another twenty five comp, which is what it is. Um, but. You know that's still small fry compared to like Sydney Uni. That's yep. nothing. That is nothing. And I suppose that's a message that uh, we I do we do remind the guys at times is like guys Sydney Uni training. They're doing three gyms, a full team there, and they're training four afternoons a week this pre-season. Like you know, if we ask if we ask for two or three, you got to you you got to be putting in. Um, I don't know about you. What about you?
0: The, where I think it starts at three and then goes to four. So we, we back end the week. So we give the guys Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. So it's like Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday. At, at its busiest, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then they get the rest of the time off. So it's full on, man. I'm particularly glad I don't have to do uh, a Todd Loudon preseason this year because it is Fucking insane. Um, yeah, in a, good, I, 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 in a good way. Yeah,
1: I will say I look around sometimes and I'm just like, oh, I'd be so tired if I was doing mm. this. Like my I don't know how guys get on the tools all day and then do it. It's just it looks exhausting.
0: I, I did I did the first year he was here and i you know you think you train hard and I'd never train hard. And then he's he's come here and I'm like, oh shit. But you, but yeah, um, I never minded working hard as long as it was to Get better. Like I, I always hated uh just hard work for the sake of hard work. But if it was hard work f- for the sake of improvement, I could always get around that. And um, yeah. with with everything he was doing, I was like, holy shit, I'm getting better. You know, mm. so, so so I think that makes it a little different. But um, seven weeks, you know, and then from a Fords coaching point of view, I think we might have eight unit sessions before the first trial game. Maybe less. And he going, fuck, that's a shit, shitload of content to get in. Plus, you got to make sure they're getting their conditioning in as well. Um, so there, there's no way you're going to get everything done before the trials as much as I think you'd like to. No, um,
1: I've always looked. It's funny because I've always looked, oh, not always, but last two years or so, like as you get older, I've been like, fuck, where, 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 where is my, you know, where's my five plus, where's my five plus line out? Where's this, where's that for the trial? Just because yeah. I love, I love everything to, in place, right?
0: But it's not going to happen. And
1: no, I find I, I sort of get now. I'm like, I don't really care if it's there or not. Like, from my perspective, I don't care because it's not important. Like, whether we mince whoever we play in our first trial is not very important. It's more to see how the guys play. But, yeah, it's just, I suppose, a different perspective. Because as a player, I used to have this shit. Like, if I was playing in a trial and the hooker doesn't know half the cause or, like, you know, this, I'd, I would be furious. Yeah. But... I get it now. It doesn't matter.
0: How, um, so you, you guys didn't do, you had your units day before Christmas where you do it on Saturday. How, how are you doing it in the, in the new year? Do Do you get time within sessions or is it going to be another thing where you have to have your own day?
1: Uh, no, like, uh, I suppose the allocations will, 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 will mend or they'll start bending as, uh, less time sort of focused on, on conditioning, not, you know, and, and those things and we'll, we'll have more units time, but, um, it's it's very tough, man. The nature of I suppose the nature of preseason is like it's very hard to go for a full session with everyone being there, just because it's pre Christmas. It's like people are on holidays, people are working double shifts to pay for their holidays. They got young families, so it's that. I suppose that's mean. I think the biggest challenge is people being there, yeah. like, and uh, <laughs> that's where ties, that's where it ties into like. Some of some of the guys for some of the guys, it's like you need to come to training because you could be a professional footballer. Other guys, yeah. it's like you need to come to training because you could be a first grader. And some guys, it's like you need to come to training because you'll get you like you need to get better if you for where you want to be. But yeah. it's it's hard to it's hard to have guys. It's hard to have a full pack ones and twos at pre-season training.
0: So Someone before be, before Christmas, you will say from this yeah. point on, you should. Do you guys?
1: Yeah. Oh, you'd hope so. bet like life happens. I mean, like you said, these guys are, you know, they, they're getting paid match payments and that's that's about it. So if life gets in the way, like if someone says, mate, I, I've got to work overtime or I've got something happened, like who, who are we to really say, yeah, you know, no. But I suppose at times they, you do have to remind them, like, like I get that, but like you've got to remember your goal is to be in England in a year, you know, just keep that in mind. That's all
0: how do you how do you break up the week so just say just say with your forward session i don't know what you guys get we get it we get a day uh might change this year i'm not too sure yet but we will have a set piece day and you'll get sort of 50 minutes for a session and then maybe 10 to 20 minutes for like a skills block so it's it's has been an hour roughly an hour of units a week how, how do you think about it because like, if you think of all the elements that go into units, you got attacking line-out, defensive line-outs, attacking more, defensive more, scrum block, and then you've got to make sure that they're suitably conditioned to do particularly the mauling and the scrummaging. So that's a lot of things yeah. to get through and to only touch on once a week because you yeah. need to you can't just scrum once a week and get better. You need to be doing something two, three times a week, whether it's on your own or as a team, to actually really get the most out out of uh, what you're trying to do. And I think it's the same for mauling and line outs. I don't think you can get better just once a week. So how do you think about that?
1: Um, I mean, firstly, that's why it's a cheat code to have someone who's actually played a lot of football. So like, if you've got a tight end who's 29, it's like, it's a cheat code these days, honestly, because like the, the young guys are battling away so hard, but, a guy like at that age could just come in and with way less prep and be okay. He'll be fine. Um, but in terms of the week, uh, do you have
0: do you have that? Because yeah. we don't have that. We uh, do. Yeah, yeah, we will. You can um, have an old guy. Yeah, you're playing, aren't you? No, I'm not <laughs> playing. <laughs>
1: um, but in terms of the week, it'll be look Monday. Monday's uh, pure knowledge. I'm a big D defensive break, um, defensive out guy. I mean, you're going to have as many as you do for attack. So I've, I've never understood why, and it's just the way rugby is, but most of the session you'll do your own attack and you'll do two minutes on defense. Um, I like I think with if you do enough work, you can break down opposition's line. So you do a little bit of attack installation, a little bit of, I mean, and your defensive knowledge on Monday, get through some reps Tuesday and then Thursday as well. So we we won't have a day like that. Um, ours is more split time so it's about i suppose me making sure that they're getting that times is used properly like you said there's not a lot there's not a lot of units
0: time how many scrums uh, so, do you reckon you'll pack a week
1: um and malls it, it's gonna it, it's gonna depend on health like it's and that's that's you know that's another reality is that like if you if your first grade hooker and your sec and your first grade tight are both got s- something wrong with them you know that impacts how much comes you can do you know but true. that's true. realistic realistically probably ten okay like it's, it's, and that's not, that's gonna be it's, not a lot. it's gonna be unders no it's it's not and that's gonna be unders um but yeah uh it's it's just a it's just a timing thing like obviously if it becomes uh if it becomes present that we need to do more, um, we'll do more. But right, I you know, see. What, like like you said, like twenty two rounds. You know, the S and C will also be coming in at some point. If sort of week three, we're doing twenty five scrums going. Yeah, These guys No, but that's dur-
0: during the season's different to pre-season. Oh, yeah,
1: pre- yeah, pre-season, Yeah, look, uh, you know, n- not probably more than ten. Um, but. Yeah, that again. It's sort of constantly bouncing. Like you want them to be healthy to do the to do the attack learning and the defense learning and this and that. So
0: try not to flog shit out of them as well. It's a it's a tough uh, balance. It is it is funny, but but um, scrummaging and mauling is a real specific conditioning. And yeah, I think the only way you can get fit for scrummaging is to do scrums. Uh, there's you know a bit of wrestling maybe helps, but not really the. There's nothing quite like having 16 people going like that. Bear crawls. Yeah, <laughs> I, will, I
1: will say look, the big a big takeaway from being a very poor professional player was was that fitness, bear the scrum fitness. No, not bear crawls. I <laughs> fucking hated that guy, but at least he didn't do bear crawls. Um, was that fitness? Because like after I came back, it was like, well, I can sit in the scrum with that. Yeah, let's go. Like, what do you got? Because I, I was just dead to the world in terms of that sort of pressure it's just like okay whatever let's fucking let's go i've sat in it for fucking hours down there
0: do you guys do much running in your sessions? so like um we try and do a lot of game specific stuff so you do a scrum and then you get up and you do a sprint so you're getting your conditioning in around your set piece work do you guys do that or do you just go you do your session and then at the end you okay so it's a mix to that GPS. like
1: I think, yeah, I think the days of like, um, you know, hitting the laps, uh, are, are done. You know, yeah. like I think, um, it's it's everyone we've all got a decent S now. Oh, actually, I won't say that because it's hard to get a good S We're lucky do, we have a very good one at the moment. Um, who's uh, um, who's your one, Rob, folks? Uh, so he's done some stuff. I know, I know. His
0: name.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's 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 tied into the rugby world. He's a very good S So. Yeah. And he, he, come, he comes in all the time um, and just goes, no, nah, nah, it's not going to work. We're going to need this. Like, that's too much or that's too little. Um, very much like your pro system would. Like, I remember a few times getting pulled off the field by the head of performance. Like, you yeah. know, halfway through Tony McGann's fucking yelling for no reason. And the, the the guy just comes out of his box and just gives you the Steve Smith dec- you're done. declaration and just goes, yeah. you're all done. Um, so... Not to that extent, but certainly like, no, nah, like we need more speed, or like those those guys need to be in speed. You can flood yeah. the rest of them like that sort of
0: thing. So, yeah, a bit of both, I'd say. Okay, interesting. I, I like hearing how other people do things because uh, there's no one way to skin a cat, and uh, I th- I think it's um, you know everyone thinks their way is the best, but there's always another way to do things better. Well, you, so. I
1: will, you will say, but like like Sydney Uni, like those te- that team that, and they're probably the outlier. That trains like a professional team, they're, they're, there's a reason why they're the fittest. I mean, they train more than anyone. So, like, they can yeah. allocate a session a week to fitness. Um, and they can allocate a session a week to this, and like, like a, like a protein does. So, you know, just, that's, like, that's why they're fit.
0: Just <laughs> very interestingly, like Sydney Uni are losing a lot of players.
1: So, Sydney Uni are uh, every second person, and uh, no disrespect, and, but I, And coaches as well. Yeah, if I but if well, you probably you might be more across it because you do you've done a lot of highlight. But if I don't know who you are, like you probably haven't played heaps of first grade, um, yeah. and the guest guys who I have no fucking idea who they are signing overseas. So yeah. kudos to them, firstly. Secondly, who are you and who's your agent? Because Sydney Uni are getting decimated by world rugby at the moment, which is fucking great for us. Um, it it's
0: great. is. They'll still pull something out of the hat. They always do. I've um, well, got I, a
1: backlog I, of Australian school boys, so what, they'll just have to put the next guy up. But them getting fucking torn apart by the MLR and the... yeah English I, Premiership,
0: Japan yeah. Top League.
1: He's not for you, Chubby. If you're 22, you don't have a super deal. Do you go to the MLR? I would, not with your uh, hindsight. Not with your hindsight. If you're... Trying to think um, of a fresh face, twenty-two year old now, because it's a veteran. Oh, it's a very lateral progression for me.
0: I, it's almost going backwards um, in a way. It's it's like it would depend on the situation. Like if I knew that I was close to being a super rugby player, I probably wouldn't go. Um, if I was not even a look in, no one was talking to me, thinking about me, I would go in a heartbeat. Because you yeah, could have. A,
1: how, that, how do you know because like I, like my my uh, you know my mate at the rebels, you know he'd done two tars pre-seasons, and they're going, yeah, like we like you mate, keep working hard, keep working hard Had it been left to the tars, he would have never got signed, right yeah, so like someone's talking to him, but he's never getting a contract there unless something drastic happens End up in Melbourne, but like you know how do I know
0: it's yeah its a, it's a hard one, isn't it I mean Fuck! It'd be, imagine New Orleans offered you a gig, you'd be like, oh, "I could live in New Orleans." Like, it'd be hard to say no to that, I reckon. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fucking hard one, particularly with Australian rugby at the moment. Like, I saw Parramatta have signed some Kiwi prop who's going into the Waratah squad. You know, it's an interesting one. I actually, mate, I've I forgot to mention this. I I have done a podcast with DC. and yeah. it was really good. Really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, maybe I think I told him it would be like 40 minutes and we spoke for an hour and a half on Boxing Day. So that's coming out Wednesday. But he, he did say some interesting things that, that did surprise him. And it's one, how hard the boys train, the, the existing guys, because he didn't anticipate that. And he said that um, he's really noticed the gap between the shoot shield guys that have come in and the super rugby guys and that there is a huge gap. And that did surprise him a little bit. Uh, which surprised me when he said that because I, I would have thought it would be fairly um, obvious to me. But No,
1: I, see, I think I, I'm, I, I, I agree. And the, I only went in for one session, but I agree in principle with the concept. because And I try and like the guys who are aspirational, I'm like, you need to be lifting this much, running this much, training this much, like if you want to be a pro because uh, – it's always been the case. Like they're not looking, they're not looking, not, not everyone is a project player. Yeah. Like you need to be ready to roll. So if you get thrown in there, you're as fit, as fast, as strong and ready for everything. So like all the guys, all the guys who are aspirational ever, I'm like, are you, this, are you as strong enough? Are you as strong as so-and-so? Are you as fit as so-and-so? Are, are you as far? Do you train as much? Um, you know. Stay, you you got to like stay pro- ready
0: you got to stay ready because you' gotta your be, opportunity. You've
1: got to be, yeah, like you, particularly now, like unless you're 19, um, teams aren't looking to sign you and build you up over three years. It's like, okay, we need a second rower. Bang, there he is. He's fit, he's strong, he's fast, he's ready. Like you can't be a project. Have you so, read
0: the book? Have you, so you read the book? Better, of
1: course, but like that, that's.
0: I was just going to say, have you read the read book Outliers? The book? Outliers. Okay. No. It's a book by Malcolm Gladwell. And it's why some can't people, achie- <laughs> it's an audio book. I can't read either, uh, but it's, a, it's about why people achieve high level success, what why certain people do. And one of the biggest things you've heard of the 10,000 hour rule. So to achieve mastery, you've got to have mm. 10,000 hours of deliberate practice. And he said that universally within any field, there's no exception to that rule that they've found. So if you think about a professional rugby player who can train three or four hours a day, they reckon it takes roughly 10 years to get 10,000 hours of deliberate practice. So if you think of the guys that go into the academies when they're 15, by the time they're 25, they've done 10 years of deliberate practice. So they're probably going to be close to 10,000 hours. And that's when a lot of guys start to come into their prime, 25, 26, 27, depending on your position. Whereas a lot of the guys who... Uh, aspirational might not have been in a program might have a long preseason off where they don't do anything before the season then they do their preseason and they're working all year and then they'll have long periods of time off so even i don't really know what my point is with this but that deliberate practice to get better without a doubt puts people ahead of people who aren't practicing deliberately whether they have the same ability or not does does that make any sense? Because it, it makes sense in my head, but yeah. I'm not sure I'm not sure I'm getting that point across very well.
1: No, no, absolutely. And like that's that's the point is like I suppose at the shoot shield level, like if you've got guys in your team or if there's guys from North or so whoever's listening, like if, if you do want to play professional football, like if you're if you have if you're missing the odd training for twice a week, you're not there. You're not there. They don't miss, they, they've got seven sessions and I know it's their job, but that, you can't miss any. If you miss any, you'll get dropped or sacked or you'll become someone who will be gone next season. So, you know, if you can't, and, and it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, which we've discussed before, but if you if you can't prioritize three three times a week to be somewhere, um, at very minimum, you're not ready. So you can say you want to be a professional, but you want, you're not and you don't have what it takes at the moment.
0: Um, very interesting. If you get to training early, uh, and I'm sure it's the same in every single club, the people that do their extras are without doubt the best players. Without yeah. doubt. Every time I walk into South and see Christian yeah. Kageas is and kicking you know goals.
1: They're, they're the best for the team as well.
0: Exactly right. Kags has been the leading point scorer for the last three years. He's the first to every training session, and he's one of the only ones that, does goal-kicking practice. You know, there's no there's no yeah. uh, there's no, no way did. around it. And I reckon it's the same thing. No, there's no fit. way around it. Coaching as well. I, I, I think we'll get better as the more we do it, um, the more we practice, have deliberate practice at actually coaching. I think we'll get better at it as well. You know what I mean? Mm, I agree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anything I agree. else
0: interesting happening? I think uh, yeah. Um
1: uh not not particularly. I went to Nimbin
0: which is what you're going to be like that's because you uh, it's it's honestly horrible. did you just um, get, a re- you get a get re- a you get a restock for the next couple it of months? Was... What you say? Did you just get a restock for the next couple of months? Oh, fuck <laughs> this internet's bad um
1: no I didn't because I don't like marijuana, <laughs> but it was just a the smell place. of just I'll the smell of it. it just... Yeah, and I know you've been there a couple of times, but it's
0: horrible. Man, I grew up there. Tell me about your poor story as well. Everyone enjoyed hearing about you being poor. Yeah, everyone everyone enjoyed hearing
1: about me being poor. Um, I mean, a lot of that hasn't changed. <laughs> no, a lot of, look, a lot, that sucked, man. Um, but... It would, yeah it's just a, it, that was a reality but yeah people did enjoy about hearing me about how poor you are and I mean I think that I don't think people are living in sheds around the uh, super rugby world but they certainly don't have a lot of money um, and yeah that was just a, that was just a reality of time I mean you've got to think about like what these guys are getting paid and you know I know guys who have moved moved towns for less than 20 grand. Because it's, they've got to take the chance. And I don't, I, don't, I don't blame them. But, you know, at the same time, you can't live on that either. So it's, you're almost in stall mode. Like you're stalling your life. It's uh,
0: a funny one. It's a funny one, isn't it? I know, I know Waratah's guys have got a pay rise when they went on JobKeeper during the lockdown. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Which is, yeah, a few did. Locked, like a fair few did. Is insanity considering you could do irreparable damage to your body and your brain that you might not know about for years. And, um, you know, the job keeper well, that's, that's, what, that's what I wanted to talk about.
1: When that case, so last year, rugby au cut everyone's salary for a substantial period by 70%. 70%. So, as we said, some of these guys aren't getting paid a lot of money. Um, the players had 24 hours to accept, to say yes, we accept, or say no. If everyone didn't say yes, then they were going to stand everyone down. And if you if you did if you said no, you were going to get stood down, but you weren't going to get sacked. So they were going to keep your rugby contract, like you, you were. Gonna, they were going to keep your identity, so you couldn't go and play somewhere else. Um, and that was insane the but fact com- that-
0: that's like a communist country
1: mate i I was a party to it, and the players have got to they've got to figure out their playing association man because they can't they they're completely they can't do anything and we were talking to someone the other day um about that whole process where they they had literally the night before it was five o'clock. And they went, okay, guys, you, you got to agree to seventy percent cut to your contract uh, for we don't know how long. Um, but if you say no, we'll put you on JobKeeper, and uh, you but you can't play anywhere else. That so was in, but for me, that was like the playing association cannot do anything. So in rugby league, the players have a. Financial stake in the game, so they own a certain percentage of the game. So revenue that comes in, they have a they have a claim to that. It's like a, it's like they're like shareholders in the game. In union, that's not the case. So the, the playing association is paid by the players, and it's a it's an arm of the Aiu.
0: So the, the sorry, so Rupa uh, as part of your contract, do you have to pay to be a part of Rupa? Yes. Do you have to? Yes. So what if you just say like I'm not I'm not interested. I would rather I don't keep think my
1: you, I don't think you can do that. Wow. Yeah. But I've got a big I've got a big, some big qualms with Rupert, man, because they are they're just a puppet of the AIU. I mean look, look at last year. They literally the ARU went, okay, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to stand everyone down on a quarter of their wage until we see fit. There's no there's no there's no pushback. And if you were a player who wasn't happy with it, you can it's best this. believe Rupert will not help him.
0: Well, I think of the three guys that ended up leaving from the Reds.
1: Yeah, but see, they, that wasn't, they got lucky in a way that the Reds were, got rid of them because they could have just kept them and stood them down.
0: But, geez, they got ostracized. Particularly, I, I think Isaac Ryder got really, really ostracized at the time. Can, yeah. can, you, I, I, can you blame him? No. No, absolutely not. It's particularly when you can get another contract overseas that actually pays you, you know. Like, it's not. I can't, I can't
1: go into too much detail, but like... Go on. That period, Rupert, like Rupert, they're just not working for the players, man. It's going to take... I don't know how what it's going to take for the players to figure out. Um, they're going to have to... But they're going to have to organise where they have an actual stake in the game and they have some say. Because at the moment, their wages are low. They're paying we spoke the other day, are we the only country in the world where the players pay their medical their ins- their own medical their, you have to play, pay for Rupa, so when you're getting paid 40 30 grand you've got to pay for Rupa, and you pay your agent's fees all within your salary right
0: and life insurance uh, end of career insurance as well and apparently, a, and there you
1: go so what how's that different to English job?
0: Well, they—they no, like, they, tell me. Well, how, how do England do it? Yeah, how do England? Yeah, well, that, that the health insurance is part of the gig. The yeah. agents' fees get paid by the club, and I—I yeah. I think you actually pay less tax as well. Plus, uh and, you know, a lot of deals—you you get your accommodation paid for. You get a car as part of the deal. Yeah. You know?
1: So we had a we had a, we, you had a guy reach out to you who's uh, played a lot of Super Rugby and played international yeah. level football, and he said. Australia is the only place, and I've played in a few places, Australia's the only place where you have to pay your RUPA fee, your own medical, your agent's fee inside. By the time they're out up, you're talking 10%. 10, If you're poor, you're talking 10% of your deal is gone. to Um, stuff you don't want it to go to.
0: A minimum New Zealand. Okay. I can't remember what we've talked about. I talk so much shit. But this guy, as you said, had played Super Rugby in multiple countries. In New Zealand, the minimum training contract is eighteen hundred dollars a week, which your health insurance is part of the deal. Um, they often help out with accommodation, but he said a deal is not necessarily week to week. It can last for up to thirty weeks. So, what, yep. what is it here? Guys are getting paid seven hundred bucks, seven fifty. Plus, you you pay your agent fees. Um, you know, some agents are good and don't charge you until you actually make a real buck, but a lot of them do charge you. Um, in fact, I've heard some absolute horror stories from, from guys. Top-level health insurance. Uh, again, I can't remember we talked about this, but a guy I know at the Western Force broke his neck at training, went to hospital, um, got told, you need to have surgery right now. That'll be $50,000. And he's gone, uh, I got health insurance. Here it is. I go, look, you didn't quite get the top level. You got the next level down. So we can't do this unless you pay us. Uh, call the force. This is all allegedly. No, it's not allegedly. It happened. Um, Force like, oh, we can't pay you. Like we don't have the money. So he's ended up splitting it over ten different credit cards, um, so that he could pay his uh, medical bill. Never yeah. played rugby. Never played rugby again.
1: Yeah, it's uh, look. I suppose my, the, the point is, if you've got, you're the one of the only countries where you're paying everything. Everything of this is coming out of your salary. All this stuff's coming out of your salary. If you're going to be paying the Rupert fee, I'd like to see Rupert do something. Uh, I, I haven't seen it, and it's not because I slept one night in a change room. I don't care about that. It's the fact that I've seen. Uh, last year, the players lost seventy percent of their fucking wage overnight, with no kickback. No, like what? What? What happened?
0: Like, interesting that think- the Wallabies the Waratahs turned a profit last year as well. They
1: did. And also there was like the Wallabies were on tour at the time. They're holding money over their heads from match payments. Like if you have, they turned a profit, right? People were watching football. You had every player in the country and you're part of the players. You've got the players organization. You're telling me you can't push back at all yeah. and go, you know what? You can't actually have 70%. They are an arm of the AOU. They desperately need, the players desperately need Someone pushing their actual, how much wage increase have we had in the last ten years? Fucking yeah, it's five gone, it's grand. Gone,
0: it's gone backwards, I think.
1: Mate, the minimums, the minimums when I played are the same as now. That's seven years ago. Like every other sport, their wages are going up. Like league, the 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 salary cap goes up every three years with the CBA. Like what? Are, what? What do we? One point is if you're going to be paying whatever it is, fifteen hundred bucks a year or five hundred bucks a year. The, the players need someone actually pushing their agenda, man. They need someone on their
0: side. I, uh, it's going to be interesting. Shoot shield, uh, more and more players are leaving, particularly the high-end players. Um, They've got to do something to sort it out. Otherwise, I think rugby in this country is going to be in a very, very – I don't want to use the word bad. I'm more of a glass-half-full type. But it's going to be. there's going to be struggles unless they can keep more talent here. Uh, what will be good for the game is the British Lions tour which I think yeah. we get the ne- we get the next one which would be yeah. a huge cash injection to the game and I think did we end up getting that world cup 2027 I think In we're prison? like the preferred preferred uh host or whatever that means so if we get that then they will hopefully unless they mismanage it um be some good times ahead particularly for the grassroots level of the game we might actually get some money again yeah
1: no I agree I think it it will be it should be it should be an upturn period, but I just, yeah, I think people on the ground here, you need more, you need more, you need someone that's actually driving your agendas and actually getting like, getting like, if okay, if we want people staying in Australia, like, how about we, how about we actively try and seek to get their salaries increased, not having to pay shit wedges to people that I want to pay to, um, stuff like that. Like if you want a strong domestic competition, the bottom
0: wage can't be static for 10 years. I've, I've said this to a few people, and, and my first year of NRC, or sorry, the year that I was at NRC in Melbourne, the minimum payment or the maximum payment, which was also the minimum payment, was the $400 that the Aiu gave you. And I remember getting that in about week eight, and I just, <laughs> it was like Christmas had come. So I did a 10-week, twelve uh, I think it might have been 11 weeks, full-time professional competition. I got paid $400 for the whole tournament.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I remember uh, the first year. I think I got five, um, and then I went the down from year, there. The second, the, the, the fourth year, I got one. So, but like uh, those guys, it, it, may If you're on a full time deal and you, you're making, you know, thirty five grand, or you know what, if you're one of the senior boys at the Tars or the Rebels or something, do something. Do something to help the younger guys out, man. Or like try and help them out. Like say something to someone. Um, and try and get the, try and get the stake in the game. Try and wrestle it back. Is at the moment it's just like uh, we're playing. We're playing mino ball with minnow money, um, and that you need someone. You need someone pushing. You need someone
0: we, I think you need someone from inside. Like with you, you and me. Obviously, we have got a huge podcast and you know a rapidly growing audience. Um, so for us to bring it up probably helps. But at the end of the day, I think you need some big dog to actually say something. Yeah. And then that's how you get change, but it's also it's also scary for people to stand up and say, "Hey, this isn't right." So I can understand why a lot of people haven't done it. Um, you probably you need someone at the end of their career who's pretty well respected to go, "Hey, fuck, this isn't right." Yeah, All
1: definitely. Right. But it's it's you, they need a stake. They need a stake in their game. They need it now. They need like they need to. I don't want to say dissolve Rupert, but they need like they. They can if they wanted to, but they need like someone going for the next forever of Super Rugby. Like, okay, why? Like, why? Where where do the profits go? Where's the t where's the TV money going? Why hasn't the salary increased? Where's Where's our salary cap increased? Why is the base level of pay not moving? Like, you know, if if we want to compete on the world world stage, like, why is the salary cap four million? Like, let, let let's make it, you know. Like, like if we've got investment from here or there, like let's make it sick or let's aim for sick. Like, oh,
0: it's crazy. Hey, there's some solid ranting going on and I've missed it. And have you got anything else? You are looking big, by the way. I've got to screenshot this. Oh. Um, there we go. Just got a screenshot. But yeah, any, anything else going on for the this round one? How are we going to do this going forward? Are we? Yeah, well, so I think from
1: like probably like one or two weeks from now we'll get, uh, we'll get it. We'll reach out to a guy from each club, uh, get them on and sort of get a get a get a feel for how the season's going, where the season's gonna go. Um, yeah, basically, and just and tr- try and get around, try and get the different clubs. Uh, just get to
0: get to know people, mate. I I say this every fucking week on on when I do the other podcast, but when you know people's stories, um, it really it really helps you support them because you can understand where they've come from and nearly everyone's got a really good story particularly in the shoot shield there's a lot of hard people who've got some you know make a lot of sacrifices to actually be involved at, at this level of rugby because you know like I'll, i've yeah, you know for, for every one of you and me there's guys that have full-time jobs families uh, businesses lives who who do this as an a, a lovable passion a love and a passion and um, there's some really good people involved. So I'm excited to yeah. see if we we can actually get some people to come on. I'm sure we will be able to.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. I'd, I got enough goodwill from the first sort of 90s of my career that the last year <laughs> of my career when I was just trying to fight people, I should be able to still have like a few friends. Um, and so do you. So I think I think we'll do that. Uh, and we'll, I'd, I'd personally be interested to hear, but um, obviously they'll have to bring on their line-out moves, uh, oh, obviously their face play and all their calls. Um, But other than that, uh, yeah, I'm keen to have those guys on and then hopefully, uh, yeah, learn a bit
0: more about the club and, yeah, spread the the good word. Depending on uh, work situations, we might even try and do this a couple of times a week, I reckon, particularly during the season, if we can squeeze out some
1: time. um, It's good to have one with uh, someone from the club and then one of us just ranting about other things.
0: Yeah, I love it. I could do this every day. I feel, do you, do you like the, um? do you like the sort of structure? Where we just sort of get on and just talk shit or should we have like an agenda written down beforehand and we go, well, Hey, just, let's talk about this.
1: It's harder this time of the year. I think um, when there's not a lot happening, everyone's on holidays. Um, so I deliberately didn't speak about David Pocock running for parliament, but I look most of the time, I think we will have more of an agenda. It's just more this time of the season, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's Christmas. Everyone's, everyone's hopefully fucking training, if anyone from my club's listening. But um, otherwise, they're out drinking and eating.
0: A couple of, a couple of our boys, uh, you know, all of a sudden decided to book a trip to the Gold Coast very early in the morning. So <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad, yeah. things,
1: I'm glad things haven't changed.
0: No. Well, I remember... But what's the craziest thing you've ever done? Just to finish this off on a real high note. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Mate, you, I'm actually a – I'm a bloody – I'm a cup of tea with a lot of milk. You know, I don't do crazy shit. But you, I know what you're about to say. So you'd say you're one.
0: So you haven't uh, – okay. Well, I, I, I got done on the it yeah. Well, not yet. The, the, you're still young-ish. You're still young-ish. Um, so I got a piss on a Friday and then went on the piss against Saturday. I hadn't gone home the whole time. I don't know what Kate sees with me, to be honest. And then mm. Sunday, we're at the pub and I've gone – Imagine if we went to Vegas tonight and someone goes, I'll go to Vegas. And I'm like, I looked at it, it as like 16 hours, 24 hours. I'm like, uh, probably sober up by the time we get there. What about Hong Kong? What about we go to Hong Kong tonight? And someone else goes, I'll go to Hong Kong. Chris Nay goes, I'll go to Hong Kong tonight. And I've gone, hmm, this is when I had a real job. I'm like, fuck, what do I do? So I've gone, all right, we'll put it on Facebook. And if we can crowdfund the money within the next 45 minutes, we'll book a flight and we'll go tonight. Within 25 minutes, we had $2,500 given to us to go to Hong Kong. I think we ended up getting like 500 bucks of it. But it was all right. It was awesome. So I've called my boss and I've gone, hey, Brent, um, weird one for you. Um, but how would you feel about me not coming to work till Thursday? Cause I've just got free tickets to Hong Kong tonight and he's gone chubby. Just don't die. And hangs up the phone. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. So he's a maniac. He's a maniac as well. Um, so I, I
1: vividly f- remember you doing that. I vividly remember it being on Facebook and me going, oh. what the fuck is going on? It's Sunday.
0: And I was in a bad. I, I was good. These were in the day. So uh, anyone that says hangovers don't hit you as they get older are lying. And these are in the days where I just didn't get hangovers, and I, feel, I I feel like this is the start of it for me. But I got to about day three, and I'm like, oh, I'm in a bad way now. Because we were staying in like the cheapest hostel in Hong Kong that you could imagine, and just imagine the cheapest. The people hated us. There was no air conditioning. It was a hole in the wall. Um, but that was that was a very fun memory to look back on. It's, it's, you, you know, when you've, you, you're really struggling at the time, you're like, oh, this sucks. But then you look back on it and go, ah, oh, that was actually a pretty cool thing to do.
1: Yeah, it was a very uh, cool thing to do. It, yeah, I mean, there's no reason why we couldn't crowdfund going to Bali, uh, for the next episode of the podcast,
0: mate. <laughs> right. Well, mate, let's start. You know, you can actually do a Patreon thing. So maybe we should start uh, a loosehead sports show Patreon and we could do like, I don't know. Let's just fucking do random trips and do podcasts there. Maybe if we can get enough money, we can bring people with us. Yeah, I'll bring someone with
1: us to Bali this time next week. I mean, we're allowed to travel. So, are we? we Yeah, people fucking go on holidays. I mean, you can't go to, you can't cross the border for some to fucking Queensland without 11 jabs, five pieces of paper, but you can go to Bali or Indonesia.
0: But what's a, let's get, here
1: we go. Let's get Fergo. We'll go to Indonesia next week.
0: <laughs> He's probably already there. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh no! The Bali three. The Bali three. Well, we we could all live there, get a cafe together, maybe start a tattoo bar. I've never actually been to Bali, so maybe that is a yeah, good right. idea. Yeah, it yeah, right. doesn't do it. doesn't appeal doesn't appeal to me. Not really. I don't want to go to prison. <laughs> no, so, well. you had enough. Had enough. Good. Uh, until next
1: week, and. Oh. Buy caffeine gum or fuck you.
0: Yes. If you don't buy caffeine gum, then fuck you. You are looking jacked, by the way.
1: (laughs) I've been eating too much.
0: Let's finish it there.